Hello and welcome to the Process Automation Podcast, a podcast from ABB that shines a light on their process automation division and the work they're doing around the world. I'm Fran Scott. I'm a maker, pyrotechnician and all around engineering geek. And across the series, we will explore the invisible force of automation, the fantastic processes that are in place under the surface that enable us to live our everyday lives the way that we do. From the phones in our hands to the water in our taps, ABB's technologies are behind the scenes, orchestrating industrial processes, machinery and systems to operate seamlessly and efficiently to enable our everyday In our first episode, we spoke to Peter Turvish, the president of ABB's process automation business, where we discussed the key role process automation is playing in making the world safer, more efficient and increasingly sustainable. Peter introduced us to many of the industries that are benefiting from ABB's work in process automation, including shipping, water and even mining. And that is what we're going to discover more about today. The mining industry is a crucial part of the world's economy and our modern day life depends on mined materials in a myriad of ways. Ways that you might not have thought of from the cars we drive to the roads we drive them on to the houses we live in and to the phones we use. Today we'll be speaking with ABB's global head of mining, Max Ludka, and to find out how ABB are transforming the industry and driving the transition to clean energy. But before we do that, I wanted to get a little bit of an understanding of what the mining industry looks like in 2022. It's so much more than the image I had and the image you might have in your head. And so to find out more, I spoke to Carly Leonida, a technical writer and author of The Intelligent Miner. I started by asking Carly what it is that we're mining in the first place. Mining, I mean, put simply, it's basically the process of extracting valuable minerals from the earth. And there are loads and loads of different minerals that we mine for. There are industrial minerals. There are things like limestone, sand and gravel that are used in construction. And then we kind of move into metals. So there are obviously precious metals, things like gold, which are used in jewellery and silver, platinum used in catalytic converters on different vehicles. And then there are base metals. So things like copper and iron ore, which are used in steelmaking. There are also rare earth elements. So scandium, iridium, niobium, things like that, that are used in electronics. And then there's kind of a an emerging group, metals and minerals, which are called critical minerals. And by that... I mean, minerals which are critical to the green energy transition. Copper is also used in all of the low carbon energy technologies that you can think of. So things like solar panels, hydroelectric, absolutely critical to those. To put that into perspective for you, so the World Bank has said that the production of minerals, things like graphite, lithium, cobalt, that could increase by nearly 500% by 2050 to basically enable, yeah, to enable the green energy transition to create all these clean energy technologies that we need. And the other figure that I pulled out for you, so again, the World Bank estimates that over 3 billion tonnes of minerals and metals are going to be needed to deploy wind, solar, geothermal power, as well as things like energy storage that we need to hit that below two degree 
target set out in the Paris Agreement. So it's really important and we're going to need a lot more mining going forwards. It's massively important, isn't it? And it's you've reeled off quite a list there of different things that are mined, things that I hadn't even have thought about. And also elements and minerals that would be important for the sustainable movement. So Carly, how big is the mining industry? Massive, <laughs> but simply. It's probably the most significant industry on the planet. Now, I would say that because I work in mining, but Mark Cutifani, who's the outgoing CEO of Anglo-American, which is a tier one mining company, he put it into perspective really nicely last year at a conference when he said that mining directly or indirectly underpins about 45% of the global economy. You know, it provides all the materials that we use in infrastructure and power, things that we use in our everyday lives. So the metals for your phones, your TVs, basic home conveniences, you know, things like boilers, ovens, toasters. We wouldn't have those if we didn't have mining. So it's probably safe to say that all of us use at some point something that has been mined. And yet... I can imagine not all of us have seen a mine. So like, where are they hiding? Where where do we find these mines? Are we still using ones that like were used, say, like a 100 years ago? Yes. So the locations of mines, it's completely dependent upon the location of the ore body. And by the ore body, I mean the rocks that host the valuable minerals and the geological formations that contain them. And, and that could be absolutely anywhere. So there are plenty of mines in really well-developed jurisdictions, you know, in the USA, in Canada, in Australia. But there are also more and more ore bodies we've exhausted, basically. So most of the ore bodies that are now left that we're searching for are going to be in far-flung locations. But yeah, there are mines that have been operating 100 years or more. Brill, so could you paint a picture of what these mines actually look like? And because of the podcast that we're on, what sort of technology is normally at these mines? I would say that there is no typical mine to start with. Every mine is going to look different and use different processes depending upon the ore body that it's got. So a mine would typically either be built at the surface to extract minerals from the surface, or it would be underground. And the mining method that you use basically would, again, as I said, depending upon the ore body and its depth. So mines that are, or ore bodies that are very deep underground, you'd probably use an underground extraction method to get to them. And in that case, you wouldn't actually see a lot from the surface. You'd see maybe the processing facility, which is where we extract the metals once the ore has been dug up from the ground. But on the flip side, if it's a surface mine, you know, you're going to see a big pit. And then you would see obviously the trucks running around moving the ore and the overburden, which is just the material that sits on the top. And what sort of tech is available at these sites normally, let's say? Oh, there's a huge amount of technology and quite often there's more to it meets the eye. So you would see drills, excavators, trucks running around, but quite often, you know, and, and increasingly so, those might be automated. There may not be people sitting in them. There's going to be a system that you don't see, which we would call dispatching which, and scheduling, which basically tells the trucks where they need to go and when to make them so that they operate in the most efficient way possible. So, yeah, a huge amount of automation. So, again, it just helps mines to run in the most efficient way possible. I got you. I got you. I know we're going to be covering a little bit more about the electrification of those mines later. So in terms of looking to the future, what sort of challenges is the mining industry facing and how can automation, in essence, come to the rescue? 
as I mentioned, probably all body complexity is one of the biggest challenges because we do need technologies that can help us to characterize these minerals and understand how we can best process them. And also we're at the point whereby the grades of ore, which is the amount of valuable metal contained within ores, is a lot lower. Again, we've extracted all the easy, rich deposits. Automation and digital insights, they will allow us to reject waste material as early on in the process as possible. So that's one area. But then there's also things like decarbonisation. We've got loads of trucks running around. We've got crushing and grinding, which on its own, just that one step, uses 3% of all the world's electrical energy. So again, all of these technologies will allow us insights into how much energy is being used, why, and how we can tweak the processes to make them more efficient. Absolutely. And I suppose there's two sides of the same coin, isn't there? There's When it comes to sustainability, yes, we can look at making the mining industry more sustainable, but also there's that role that the mining industry plays in making the world more sustainable. I would say that we can't make the world more sustainable unless we make mining more sustainable, because mining is the the start of so many supply chains. You know, we provide the materials and the metals needed for virtually every other industry on the planet. So we really set the tone as to what goes on in those metal supply chains and loops thereafter. And it is so important that we produce the metals in the most efficient way possible and the most environmentally way possible, because otherwise, you know, what's the point in extracting all these metals if we're going to accelerate the effects of climate change? It's almost like a chicken and egg situation. We need to get mining right if we're going to get the green energy transition right. I would say the green energy transition starts and ends with mining quite literally. So obviously the mining industry plays a a pivotal role in sustainability. So how is the industry as a whole taking to the need to become more sustainable? Is it an easy transition? Everybody wants the industry to become more sustainable. Everybody wants to make mining processes more sustainable. However, doing that is not the easiest thing. You know, the industry has been around for hundreds of years. These processes are very well established. It's not always easy to make changes and to encourage people to adopt innovative new technologies and equipment to take a risk, basically. I mean, particularly since things like COP26 last year, people have begun to realise the importance of the mining industry. And now all of the biggest mining companies, the tier one miners, the multinationals, they have set themselves targets to be carbon neutral or at carbon zero, basically, by 2030. Understood. And of course, automation is going to play a huge part in that, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there are so many processes in mining that are very um, repeatable. There's a lot of repetition involved. And we can use technology to basically do that better, to do it faster, to make processes more accurate than it would otherwise be with people. I mean, mining operations run 24-7, 365 days a year. So we can use technology to make uh, those processes better. Carly, thank you so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge on the mining industry. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. The amazing Carly Leonida there, explaining why it's not just vital that the mining industry increases its own sustainability, but that for the world to become a more sustainable place, the mining industries play such a crucial role. 
And so now to find out how ABB are addressing these issues and how their technology is providing solutions to mining companies across the world, I am joined by ABB's global head of mining, Max Lutka. Why is it important that the industry moves to all electric mines? And what does that process actually look like? Like, can you paint a picture for us? Yeah, if we think, why is this now so important? It's, even if there, we need much more metals and mines to, to, to drive the sustainable world, the mining industry itself contributes to up to 7% of the greenhouse gas emission. That's not only the mine, it's also the processing part. So you can see why it's so important then to when we're doing mines and doing the mining industry that we actually change and do that in a sustainable way. And there is a, a study that McKinsey did where they actually show 40 to 50% out of this emission actually comes from diesels, mobilities and equipment that they're using on the mine. So there you can really see there's the low hanging fruit. So if we focus on the areas where they use diesel today and start to electrify that, already then we had done a big steps. Of course, there are further steps to do, but that just shows, you know, you need the mines to drive the future of the sustainability. But at the same time, the industry today are not actually where that should be because they're still producing a lot of greenhouse gas. It seems ironic that one could be mining for copper to make yeah. electric vehicles and not using electric vehicles themselves. Exactly. No, that, that is the thing. So that's, I think, important points also to coming in. Therefore, the mines also are important to say, OK, when you're using copper, see to see that we're using green copper. And I think that is something that will change also in the future. So I think it's an interesting steps ahead of us. Aside from the mines becoming electric, what other roles do the mines play in this wider role of this green energy transition? Since it's an important building block to drive, you know, the sustainable world where we would need much more metals, I think also the perception must change against mining. Many people thinking about mining industry think more of that is a little bit, you know, it is rough, macho business, uh, maybe dirty. And, but today you can do that in a much different way. So I think there the mining have a very important role because we would need much more mines. We will need more minerals. But of course, that must be green so that we can also support the transition of the bigger picture of the world to electrify the world. Absolutely. Now, when it comes to electrifying these mining trucks, what impact will that have? If we would electrify all the hauling trucks on the mines today, that would be the same as actually removing 198,000 tons of CO2 and every day. Whoa. So that shows, you know, how big impact that has. And, and like we said, you know, how do you eat an elephant? You take bite by bite. So you can't go direct. So you have to break it down to small steps. So, so every, every truck that we can electrify, going to have a nice contribution. And further to that, that will also change the mindset because this is also something, a transition of how people see and how people also drive the business. And that's really interesting that you're very self-aware of the public's perception of mining and what you are doing to change that so it's actually more in line with reality. So what is the overall vision of ABB when it comes to mining? Not only mine, I say the ABB vision, one of our focus is also, you know, to drive sustainability. So ABB, we have said that we want to be carbon neutral 2030. 
on that, you know, we are changing our factories, changing our process and using more, you know, green energy for our factories. But further there, what we have seen, we can contribute even further if we're working closer together with our partners and customers. So there we have put up a target that we want to, to 2030 uh, reduce 100 megatons of CO2 per year. And you have to put that also in comparison. That is the same amount what 30 million combusting cars would put out on there. Hang on, a megaton is what? Is a, is a megaton a thousand tons? Yeah, it's a million. A million tons, whoa. So, so there you can see how much uh, this uh, contributes. And so based on that is also, we look at ABB, when we are focused on, on electrification automation. And based on that, we have formed something that we call the ABB E-Mind. And the ABB E-Mind is a way how to work with the mining customers. It's like a framework to help them on their journey to actually go to CO2 neutral and also taking out, you know, making more electrification into the mining industry. So how would this ABB E-Mine help speed up that transition? How would it, mm. how would it contribute? If we look at the, the mining, if we now pull back and first look at what are the drivers for a mining industry today? There's normally we see it today, uh, three drivers. One of the first thing is the safety. Safety is more like the license to operate that because mining industry is in very tough and rough environment. And then we have also another thing is the productivity. Mining industry is a global business. There's a lot of competition, so it must also drive productivity. Now, the third part is sustainability. What is driving those three drivers or what are enabling these three drivers is actually electrification and automation and digital. We started our journey actually 130 years ago already, you know, to electrifying a hoist. 130 years, that was also drivers. Maybe sustainability was not really the focus point then, but it was also safety and productivity. During that journey, we have added on automation, digitalization. So that is the way with the e-mine, we're actually breaking it down to look at each part of the process to see how can we really optimize? How can we really support the mining industry? And there is a few nice examples. If we look with just a product that we did recently, it's a copper mine in Canada. They had big, this hauling truck, this huge truck. And we have to see if we look at those trucks in front of us, they are like a four storage building. Those are how big those trucks are. And they were going up the uphill ramp. So then we did a, a trolley line solution for one kilometers. And the nice thing, and they have actually put out a very nice video where you can see that the truck who goes on the trolley line is must must faster than the traditional truck, up to 80%. But at the same time, they are saving up to 30% you know, CO2. So you can see there are solutions where you do this in combination because if it doesn't drive productivity, it will not really have a success in the mining industry. So we always have to, like I mentioned, looking at those three drivers when we do things. And then further, there's also fast charge. I mean, ABB, we just have a pilot up running an ABB ability e-mine fast charge, which is fast charging. And there you can imagine all of us who's driving electric car, normally we have to go out and, you know, you have to hook it on and then you're charging. We have developed now and testing a big fast charger where the truck is driving up and they are mating automatically. So there are innovations available. There are technologies available. It's actually now, like I mentioned, break it down step by step and, and take it further. Gosh, there's so much going on behind the scenes there that 
you don't think, you know, if, if you go and buy an electric car, you don't think of all this stuff that's gone on behind the scenes. And that is what this podcast is all about. At Process Automation, what we're doing is is looking at these behind the scenes magic that goes on. So, Max, can you explain to me a little bit what these monitoring and controlling solutions look like and how they actually sort of manifest themselves? Let me compare it a little bit uh, to ourselves in our daily life. All of us who changed from a normal combustion car to electrical vehicle suddenly realize that, you know, the plannings are different. When you plan your route you want to drive, you take up your app, you look at this, okay, where's the charging station? How can I book this? All this information. Now we put that into the parallel to the mines. So that is how the change will really come into where you then have to combine your whole production planning with the availability of energy. Not all the mines have green energy directly into the grid. So what do you need? You maybe need more solar, you need more wind farms. You have to storage that energy. And then you also want to look maybe at new KPIs. I'm a true believer that there are going to be totally new KPIs in the future, where you look at how much green energy are actually used to produce tons of ore and those combinations. And, and we actually did a study in ABB that was quite interesting. We reached out to 700 key decision makers in 12 different industries. And, and the feedback that we really came here back from them was that, that digitalization and information is key to drive sustainability. So that, therefore, I say data management and process automation is key. And we normally say also that it's, you know, the more electrification power you need, the more automation you need. Yeah. So... Would you say those are the challenges that transitioning to an e-mine sort of bring up? Or are there other challenges that you haven't mentioned yet? I would say there are different challenges. And one challenge is, I think, it's general in mining, is that how can I also attract young and good talent to the mining industry? That is one thing that is, because mining industry, like I mentioned, there's still a certain perception about mining. And therefore, I think it's even more key when you're driving sustainability. We see it also in ABB, the young talent coming out, they want to work for companies that makes a purpose who are driving these kind of values. And I think for the mining industry, I think they also have identified this because mining today is not what we have many people has as a picture. It's a high technology business. It's people driving the sustainability. We also need much more females in the mining industry. I can see in Nordic and Sweden, there's a lot of females, but the rest of the world is still very male dominated. So that, those are driving and challenges, which we then all together have to work on so that the society get the picture of the mining industry in the right way. And then also in other things that you mentioned, the challenge when you're driving this e-mine business, it all starts with a vision. Like you and I talked earlier, you asked me, what is the vision for ABB? And I mentioned 2030 is what we want to do. That is a long plan. And, and, and therefore, it's when you're working together with the mining business here, they have a vision and it's our role as ABB to break it down to tangible projects. But we then can say, okay, you want to come here in this then and then, how do we start and how do we change this to stepwise? And important here is also to know there's not one company who can do everything. So it's a collaboration. Each company is going to focus on what their, their core competences. 
as ABB, we have our core competence is electrification automation. Like I mentioned, we started 130 years ago already in this. And now we have to work together and help our customers on that journey. And, and one thing, success brings success. So if you break it down to tangible project, that success will also get this motivation in the crew to the people and see, wow, sustainability actually drives, like I mentioned, productivity, drives sustainability, drives even then the health and safety, and then take it further. So Max, you've mentioned the benefits to the industry, like improved health and safety, better performance, but could you help explain a bit more about how these processes really are making a world of difference? Yeah, if we start maybe with the first point, health and safety. If you look at the, you have a, a diesel trucks in the underground mine, they put out a lot of pollution. So you need a lot of big ventilation system to take out that air. If we would change that to electrical thing, the air would be much better. Of course, still you need some ventilation, but much less ventilation. So there you can see the air quality will be much better. Also, a lot of the sound and the noise would be also reduced. So there is just some point where you can show what the health and safety. I showed you the example with the performance. If you look at the truck that goes 80% faster electrical uphill compared to diesel. It was actually interesting. I was actually... Last week, we're talking to one drivers up in north of Sweden in ITIC, where they also have a trolley solution. And he said, Max, it was like driving a Ferrari. He compared this truck, you know, when he jumped into the electrical, you know, so the speed is quite, you know, it's not driving like a Ferrari, but the feeling, you know, compared to, you know, going there slower. And those are also the things that then also contribute to the people to get the right feeling that, look, we are doing something good, driving the sustainability and then that in the also attract talent to work there because they can see that they can really contribute in doing hands-on to this. Brilliant. So when you look at the immediate future of mining, what is your outlook? If I look at the mining industry today, I think we are in a breaking point. That is for me uh, the exciting thing about this. It's becoming more and more important for the whole society about mining. If we talk about farming today, most of our kids and everybody knows, you know, how farming is working. If you look at those small books when you're young, you learn about this. I think mining is also something that we should learn much earlier, that we all should understand is extremely important for us. Because we need all these minerals, we need this to build the society that we want to build. But at the same time, but then we also have to understand that mining it's not something that should be done far away from me because when normally when we talk about this kind of things, we all want to drive electric car. We all want to do this, but yes, I don't want to have a mine in my backyard. So I think that is things that we have to work on to, to actually integrate and educate the society about mining, that mining don't have to be the way that people have in perception. There are new ways to do it, green ways to do it, interesting industry that you're using a lot of technologies. So it's actually making also new talent interesting to work on this thing. And I think like we are doing here, we have to talk about it and not just talk about it in backdoors industries, you know, where we are talking, we have to talk it much broader so that people understand. And I think that is the key thing and our message now further on to go on. And with that, we will then drive, like I said, these two drivers, mining business will be much more safe productivity will also increase and then also drive sustainability. Because for me, what I normally say is also that if you think about performance, the greenest energy is the energy that we don't use. This just sounds 
absolutely fascinating and such an exciting era of mining to be involved with. Are you excited for the future? I'm very excited. I, I, I have a daughter, she's 21. In the past, you know, she was not so really interesting. And I have showed her some videos on what we're doing in mining and she's very excited today. So now I've become a little bit cooler than I was in the past. <laughs> so I think it's a really interesting era to work in and to be part of that. And the industry are much more interesting than maybe people have in the picture. So I'm really excited to be here today and be in this industry and also to, to be part of, to contribute and to take the next step to change this. So interesting times. Max, I wish you all the luck. Not that you need luck because you've got planning. Um, <laughs> you've got planning and precision, which is what you need. Thank you so much for talking to me today and lifting the lid on the mining industry and e-mines. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. What I loved about that conversation with Max was it made me realise how old-fashioned my view of mining was and just opened my eyes to the role that mining can play, not only with sustainability within the industry itself, but also about sustainability in the world as a whole. It did open my eyes and hopefully it opened your eyes as well. So a massive thank you to Max Ludka and of course to Carly Leonida for both of their insights and expertise. I'm Fran Scott and the Process Automation Podcast is a fresh air production for ABB. Follow or subscribe now for free wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode.